Hello and welcome to a conversation with Headbox. Today we'll be in conversation with the Headbox client services team. I'm Sadie Connors, Head of Client Services, and I'm excited to spend the next 20 minutes deep diving into the world of virtual and hybrid events. We will focus on what we call the four P's of virtual event success. That's plan, prepare, participate, and post event feedback, while sharing some stories and insider tips along the way. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the team. I've got Grace Louise and Kelly Rag, our senior account managers, who have been with Headbox for over three years now, alongside our senior event manager, Sheridan Roberts, who pioneered the launch of our in-house event management team here at Headbox. So guys, how are we all? Hi, Sadie. Hey. Hi, guys. Are you looking forward to the weekend? So excited. Fingers crossed for the weather. Yeah, it's meant to be much better than it was forecast earlier on in the week as well, which is amazing. Yeah, thank, thank the Lord. Are you, I'm not in, oh. are you up to anything nice, Kelly? Um, I'm actually going back to my family home this weekend. Um, so I haven't been there now for over three months. So I'm very excited to, um, to have a garden, I think, and have some barbecues. Oh, that sounds lovely. What about you, Grace? I'm actually going walking. I don't know whether to go to Richmond Park or Surrey Hills. I know you gave me a really good list the other day, Sade, with uh, different walking tours in the outskirts of London. So I'm just going to go and do a bit of an explore, to be honest. Yeah, I went to the Chiltern Hills and Kent Downs. Really, really beautiful. But that sounds, that sounds lovely. It's all about getting out of London on nice country walks at the moment, isn't it? It is. I can't wait. So guys, how have we found lockdown? What's been the, the best and the worst part? part? What about you, Grace? Well, I've actually been learning to cook. So I don't know if you guys know, but I am terrible. I'm more of a fajita and chill kind of girl. But in lockdown, I'm doing a culinary tour of Italy. So last week I learned gnocchi, I learned ravioli, I learned lasagna. And uh, tonight, who knows, the night's still young. Mmm, delicious. You're making me hungry already. <laughs> what about you, Kelly? What's been uh, the best or, or worst part? Um, so I recently bought a bike a couple of months ago, which has been really nice because obviously in lockdown, it's been pretty hard to sort of get around. And like you say, it's quite nice to just cycle out of London a bit and see something different. So um, yeah, I've been touring London. Sadly, I haven't been touring Italy uh, as you are, Grace, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. London will do, I guess, won't it? I have to, yeah. <laughs> and Sheridan? Yeah, lockdown has been a bit of a strange time for me. So I actually went back up to my family home, which is in Yorkshire. And I only intended to go for Mother's Day weekend. So I had about three or four outfits to take with me. Um, and then Boris put us in lockdown. So I was then at my parents for about eight weeks with a uh, maximum of five outfits to choose from and constant daily reminders as to why I moved out in the first place. <laughs> Eight <laughs> weeks with the parents is a lot. I won't be sending this recording to my mum, but no, that no. is that is a tough feat. There were I highs do and that. there were lows and there was a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get through it somehow. Yeah, what about you, Sadie? What are you enjoying or not enjoying about lockdown? Um, I think I'm just really missing the social side, just going to gigs. I love a bit of a dance after a couple of G&Ts. I think um, I'm missing that at the moment. So, yeah, I can't wait for the next phase to come and get myself into a pub, a lovely beer garden. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 
But yeah, no, I think COVID-19 has just been a bit of a combination of, of ups and downs for everyone and lots of challenges, but you know, lots of learning. So it's great to see you guys cooking and, and cycling and um, myself and Sharon, not so much, just, uh, <laughs> just missing the social side. You've been growing beans, Sadie. Pardon? You've been growing beans. You're I okay. have been growing beans. Yeah, I sound like I've turned into a, an old lady. I've been growing beans, tomatoes peppers you should see the terrace it's it's flourishing you have also found your inner chef which let's be honest you didn't have before i i really didn't thank you no <laughs> i like <liking> that <laughs> um but yeah it's, it's been a funny time i think headbox has been talking to a lot of our customers recently and with all the postponements and cancellations of events i know we've all been working um tirelessly together to create a solution that goes beyond just a video call, which is why we pivoted our attention to creating hybrid and virtual events, which I know we're gonna discuss now. So I guess jumping into the four Ps that we wanna talk about, the first one being plan. And I'm sure for many people listening at the moment that virtual and hybrid events are quite a new concept. So where do you even start? Well, I mean, I always say that the sign of a good event is one that hits all five senses. So I think what you really need to figure out, first of all, is the objectives of the event. Who are you hosting the event for? Why are you hosting it? And how do you kind of envisage yourself hitting those five senses, whether that be through interactive touch points or whether that be using your network of suppliers to create, you know, a little bit of uh, tangible assets to bring to the event as well. Absolutely, for sure. Um, Kelly, what about you? Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think it's all about the big picture, really. So we always just try um, and, and speak to the client and find out exactly what they're wanting to achieve. Um, so yeah, it's 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 you know it's crazy what you could actually do on a virtual event. So I think exploring all of those possibilities, um, it's it can be really exciting. And when you say exploring possibilities, could you? Tell us a little bit more about what, what you mean. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of, we kind of split it with, with our three suppliers, um, but that could be, you know, activities, entertainment or catering. So for example, with catering, the possibilities are quite literally endless. And we work with a really good caterer, Jimmy Garcia, um, and he's put together loads of boxes that can also be quite customizable. Um, you know, it could be taco and tequila or pub in a box or, you know, do a fondue set. So anything that you want to do, we can actually create. So um, yeah, the, it's kind of, you know, it's, the possibilities are just quite endless. I was actually uh, speaking to a client last week and they said that they're really missing event planning because it's like the fun, creative part of their job. So I actually disagree though. I think hybrid events is actually an opportunity to get really fun, think outside the box, get creative. I know I personally have found the whole thing just a, a really exciting time. What do you think, Zades? Um, Yeah, I, I think I really agree with you. And it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mindset shift at the moment um, in terms of that realization that events are really beneficial, whether it's in a physical sense or a virtual. And just in terms of through an event, whether it's virtual or physical, it's all about retaining your clients. But most importantly, we found is keeping employee morale high. So I think I agree with what you said, Sheridan, in terms of that first step of planning is all about the why. Is it to educate your clients or is it all about supporting your colleagues, um, which is really, really important at this time. 
So the next P that we were going to move on to is prepare. And from what you all just said, it does sound like there's quite a lot to think about. So do you have any tips in terms of how to organise such an event? Maybe you can go first, Grace. Yeah, I actually um, spoke to a customer yesterday and I think she's kind of among lots of event bookers that are finding virtual and hybrid events still really daunting. There's so much to choose from in terms of catering and entertainment. The possibilities, as Kelly said, are endless. And I think she found it quite scary because it's all new. Like she's so used to planning physical events where you book a brilliant restaurant, you choose your, your menus and it's a minimum spend and it's kind of job done. So I think, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite scary for her. I think as well, it's really important to remember that it's still the same skill set that's required for this, but it is a very different mindset. You've got to have a much more open mindset when it comes to virtual events. You've got to think, I need to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. And just you know, learning about more about yourself, actually. You still need to have the same characteristics of a, an event planner. You need to be creative. You need to be very careful with time management. You need to stick to certain deadlines. Those deadlines are still in place. Some of them are shorter lead times at the moment, which can be tricky, but the same still applies. So organisation is key and that, that prepare, you know, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I was just going to say the same, actually. It's, um, they're all quite transferable skills. So, for example, I know I was just discussing the, um, the catering hampers. The only sort of prep that I would say, um, or the most important prep that I would say, um, is time management in terms of that. So, you know, sending in dietary requirements on time making sure all of the addresses have been filled in by all of your guests and they'll receive the hamper on the day um it's just things like that but but as sheridan said i don't think that it's any more um you know than than a physical event would be mm. yeah absolutely and I, I think the only thing i would add to that is that it's also okay to ask for help i know for, for us that we've really really leaned on our suppliers and also collaborated with with our clients as well and just being there to support each other both externally and internally and with virtual and hybrid events i think everyone knows this is really quite a new area for a lot of people so it's okay to ask for more advice or it's okay to lean on those suppliers that you really really trust the next P is participate. A lot of conversations that we've been having, there seems to be a real fear around virtual events going wrong, in particular in terms of technology. Would you guys say that's a valid fear? Absolutely. But what I would say is that it's a valid fear, whether it's an in-person event or a virtual event, that the possibility of something not quite going to plan is still there. It's just you almost have this safety blanket when you're, on a, when you're at a physical event because you can visibly see your AV team are either sat behind the, the big screen or they're sat at the back of the room and that instantly gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that someone's there to pick up the pieces if anything doesn't quite um, fit together properly. Well, the same still applies on a virtual event. You know, you've still got your suppliers there on hand. You've still got your event managers that are still going to make sure that everyone is where they need to be, who's speaking when, what platform you're using, how your timetable and your agenda is going to work. I think you're absolutely right to have that valid fear, but I wouldn't say it's a bigger fear just because we're moving into a virtual world. Mm, that's, that's really interesting. Um, and could you divulge and, and tell me a bit more about some of the events that you're working on? Of course, not mentioning any names. Yeah, of course. Well, actually, we're working on a really exciting event at the moment. So it's for a leading consultancy group and it's a, a weekend long event. So we're having to think, how can we, keep people engaged for a, almost a full weekend um, from a Friday night through to a Sunday morning and how we can keep 
you know, different interactive points in it, keep engagement at high and really make things feel different. So what we've been talking about is the lost summer of 2020. I think we can all agree that we're not exactly able to make the most of summer this year. So actually what we're looking to do is bring that back into the fold at the beginning of next year and give them a virtual tour across Europe. So we're going to be bringing them into um, the south of France for a bit of a cocktail evening, moving across into Germany for uh, explore the underground playground that is Berlin and do a bit of an escape room, moving across to Spain with some flamenco dancing lessons, um, tapas. Uh, you can really create some awesome things uh, if you really just put a theme in your head. Uh, so for this, we'll be creating all sorts of fun and games, delivering all sorts of delicious food and drink to people's doors. And um, it's going to be incredible if I do say so myself. Ooh, very cool. What about you, Kelly? Yeah, that sounds really, really cool, uh, Sheridan. I'm not sure I can top that, actually, but <laughs> I am um, I'm running quite a, quite a cool event at the moment. It's more something more educational, well, with, with a bit of fun. Um, they are doing, we're sort of running about six or seven sessions at the same time, so it's about 200 people split into groups. Um, and each of these sessions, um, you know, they'll be doing things like cooking masterclasses, well-being class you know with yoga meditation a music sing-along some um arts and crafts for the kids at home because obviously everyone's working from home and um, magicians comedians they've got a pt fitness session in one so all of those sessions are running side by side just seamlessly which i think is um you know it's, it's just pretty cool to think really it's such a new space but um everything's kind of taking off very very quickly and and it's um you know lots of creative ideas are, are flowing Wow, very exciting as well. Grace, can you top it? I mean, I can't top the lost summer of 2020, but <laughs> speaking of things that we miss, I'm actually planning a Henley Regatta themed summer party. So they've kind of gone to town with the theme, which is brilliant too. In terms of merchandise, they're sending branded straw hats. For catering, they've gone for a picnic, pims, champagne. They've just been really, really creative with, with the theming and branding. So it's a, a whole experience in one. And it's almost as good as being there in person. So, and I guess with, with the whole participate um, part of it, it's just important for everyone to sit back and relax and actually enjoy their event. Guys, as well, we haven't even spoken about the event that we did last night of the virtual cocktail and canapes. That was an epic night. Yeah, I, I too far with the cocktails. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I've actually got a slight wine head whilst recording this, but um, wow, it was so good, wasn't it? It was just so interactive. It was great. I actually felt like a chef though, because like I, all of the the blue cheese mousse and the crostini, I am actually going to put myself down as a chef these days. You um, you actually turned into an influencer on Instagram last night, Grace. <laughs> I was following, um, unfortunately I wasn't involved in the event, but I was following it very closely. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm, you guys are putting me in more of a Friday feeling. So thanks very much for that. Luckily Cam's off for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the final P then to wrap up the four P's is post-event feedback. And I, I guess it's fair to say during COVID-19, um, that there's a lot of pressure on companies to justify where their spend is going. So I don't know if you've got any tips or, or, or if you could share how you can actually prove ROI through virtual events. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think it's easier to measure ROI more in hybrid and virtual events than physical events. 
because in a physical event, say you're at a conference and yes, you know how many people have attended, you know what sessions they're attending, but actually you don't know if they're fully engaged, if they're listening to the content, who they're networking with, how long they're in sessions for. So whereas with virtual, with our uh, conferencing partners, you can actually track who they're engaging with, what sessions they sign into and for how long they're there what questions they ask, what polls they take part in, who they've networked with. So actually, I personally think you can track ROI much, much easier. I do think that ROI is really important to then take into your retrospective with your client. So, you know, for example, in, on a physical event, you would always come back together at the end, talk about any learning points, what worked particularly well, what could potentially be improved for next time, and obviously what events are next on the roadmap. And I think the ROI from a virtual event is really key to all of those conversations in terms of building up that next event, should it be another virtual one. Uh, and I think it's just really, really valuable at the moment that you can have so, such good analytics on these kind of events. Definitely, definitely. Well, thanks, guys. That wraps up the four P's there of um, plan, prepare, participate and post event. So it was great to hear those stories and top tips on all things virtual and hybrid. So anyone listening, if you want any more information, just definitely get in touch with any of us on the call as we're really, really happy to help. So to close the podcast then, I know we've been talking about all things virtual, but really I would love to know where you most want to go and visit in terms of physical venue when everything reopens. Um, who wants to go first? I'll jump in. You know I'm obsessed with food, so I'm just desperate for a curry. I can't wait to go out for dinner, have a delicious meal, and just really enjoy myself. So I think my first place I'm gonna to go to post lockdown will be Dishoom. I don't even mind if I have to queue for an hour. I'm just, I'm there. <laughs> Rose, you know uh, Dishoom are actually doing delivery now? No. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Forget my culinary tour of Italy, that's what I'm getting tonight. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, mine would be foodie based as well. Actually, we had um, the new Padella Shoreditch just open up, literally opposite our office, to the point that you could just join the app whilst you're sat at your desk. So no queue. Um, so I only managed to go once before lockdown. So my first place would probably be Padella. <laughs> Love that. I think for me, I'm most excited about getting somewhere that's got a really nice vibe to it. You know, loads of street food, loads of cool music, different bars. Uh, and just loads of people milling around. So Mercato Metropolitano is definitely on my hit list for as soon as we're allowed out again. Mm, that's a great choice. Well, I've written all three of those down because, yeah, delicious, delicious food. Can't wait. Um, so me, what about you, Sage? Yeah, I think... So we've got this old man's pub um, called the Old King's Head opposite <laughs> our offices. I, I know, you all know well. <laughs> and I just can't wait to go back there really uh, stand in the sunshine with a slightly warm flat beer um, yeah, <laughs> really enjoying myself with you guys I can't wait oh we all miss that I think yeah slightly <laughs> three grip of tea cool well guys um, thank you very much for, for answering those, those questions there um, lovely to chat to you and I hope everyone enjoyed our podcast. Thanks. Thanks, so much, Thanks everyone. Have a good weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.